0: You're listening to the Productive Not Busy Podcast, where our mission is to make you more money so you'll have less stress and more free time. It's all about mindset, attitude, and taking action. And your host, Wayne Weathersby, knows how to make that happen. He's negotiated and closed over $150 million in contracts while building businesses with proven success strategies that he wants to share with you. So if you're ready to make some real money, then let's get to it. Here's Coach Wayne.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Productive Not Busy with me, Wayne Weathersby. Hope you guys are doing well. Today, I want to talk to you about banishing self-destructive behaviors. Self-sabotage, I guess is what they call it. So while seemingly easy to define, it can be made up of a complex set of actions. If you've ever found yourself interfering with positive parts of your own life, then you've experienced this kind of intricate set of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. But don't worry. You can unlearn these habits and you could probably do it today. I've had to do it myself. It can be done. See, I define self-sabotage and explain how you may be defeating yourself and keeping yourself from reaching your own goals. People always want to blame the outside, right? Oh, The president did this, or if the police did that, or if gas wasn't $4 a gallon, or if milk wasn't $5 a gallon, you're keeping yourself from reaching your peak mental state. In case you're still not sure whether you engage in these behaviors, the impact of self-sabotage on your life um, is also discussed a lot, and you probably don't even realize it. Best of all, I'm going to detail the easy steps to help you banish self-destructive behaviors for good, hopefully. By using these strategies that I've learned and studied, you can live the more satisfied, successful life that you deserve. So first of all, what is self-sabotage? Well, self-sabotage involves engaging in behaviors that lead to results you don't want. Maybe you've heard the old expression, shooting yourself in the foot then you understand the concept of self-defeating behaviors. When you do something that ultimately hurts or thwarts you in some way, you engage in self-sabotage. By performing these destructive actions, you're bringing negative experiences and situations into your life. However, it is complicated because you're usually some of the elements are used for temporary relief, short-term payoff, or avoidance of something negative initially in the process. Unfortunately, these brief episodes of positive feelings only serve to reinforce the idea that the benefits that you're engaging in are really problematic behaviors. Even worse, to further model up the picture here, You'll eventually begin to feel the negative long term results of your questionable behavior and choices. So, even though there's an early payoff, you'll ultimately get stung when you engage in self destructing, self defeating actions. Although self sabotage is quite common, your efforts to avoid performing these types of troublesome behaviors will be worth your time, I promise. The process of self sabotage usually begins in your thoughts and feelings, and then you make the choice based on those ideas and emotions. Here's an example. You've been going to the gym for several months, right? But when you went on the holiday, you skipped going to the gym for a few weeks. Let's say you gained 15 pounds. You're embarrassed and you don't want anyone to see you like this, right? So you choose to stop going to the gym entirely. That's why and that's the way no one will see that you've gained the weight, right? And definitely nobody will see you in in there now in your ill-fitting clothes, looking sloppy, right? The immediate consequences of your choice is that you don't have to risk being stared at by the others in the gym. You won't have even a momentary, you know, momentarily experience the humiliation you feel because of your weight gain or because no one's seen you in a while, particularly in front of people that you perceive as healthy or important or different than you. Right. So you're going to feel a bit relieved. You think, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with the whole health club thing now. You know, I don't have time to work out. You'll make up excuses. However, the ultimate result of your decision not to go to the gym is that you hold on to those extra 15 pounds and even put on even more weight. Is that what you were hoping for? Obviously, those results are opposite of what you wanted when you joined the gym. See where I'm going with this? The decision to skip exercising and voiding your feelings of discomfort only compounded your challenges for losing weight. This decision exemplifies self-sabotage. Not only do you not get what you want, but you get more of what you don't want. Does that make sense? I always like to say self-sabotage is when we say we want something and then we go out making sure that it doesn't happen. So how does this sabotaging impact your life? Well, as you might understand now, self-sabotage can drastically affect your life. Self-defeating behaviors will most likely bring you unfortunate circumstances, almost guaranteed. So just check out these points that I've written down about how the self-sabotage reduces your quality of life and results in unplanned consequences. Number one, I wrote, was self-sabotage becomes easier over time. When you choose to practice this behavior, your choices become easier to repeat. And you may fall into this habit of doing whatever is necessary to avoid the initial uncomfortable feelings and thoughts and situations. And then after that, these behaviors cause unintended consequences. So unfortunately, there are long-term results of your choices and behaviors that you may not expect and therefore are unprepared for. Like in the example above, often the long-term effects are the exact opposite of what you originally started when you started along that path. Any positive results of self-sabotage or, or short-term, always remember that. Remember that any seeming benefit you experience doing, doing this or making these decisions aren't going to be long-lived. Some examples of short-term positive results are like you get out of giving a, a short speech to the supervisors at work so you don't feel anxious. Although this may seem like a great benefit, you lose your opportunity to practice speaking in front of others, which is why you're scared in the first place, which could reduce your anxiety over the next time. Instead, now you'll reinforced the idea that you're too scared to speak in front of people. Or you initially feel better about not being chosen to complete a big project at work, right? No stress. Plus, you don't have to do as much work as your coworkers at the moment because you're not involved. The long-term consequences of this, though, can be diverse, really. But one of the biggest effects is that you have less opportunity to practice working under pressure. Therefore, you don't get better at what you're doing. You keep hanging out with familiar people, even though they aren't very positive. After all, it's easier than making new friends, right? This one can affect everything in your life. We become like the people we spend the most time around. So if you want to be happy with your life, affiliate yourself with happy people. Regular self-sabotaging drastically alters your life. The scariest aspect of self-sabotage is that if you make it a habit in several years time or less, you may find yourself not living a life that you really like or even love or even want in that case. In fact, you'll most likely experience greater difficulty accomplishing the goals that you set for yourself, especially if you stop believing in yourself. Self-sabotage occurs over all periods of time, from minutes to years. Although you might experience a brief period of feeling better after an incident or self-defeating behavior, I promise as time goes by, You're bound to experience unpleasant consequences. So the big question is, is do you do this? Do you self-sabotage? See, the nature of self-defeating behaviors is that they tend to be pervasive in the lives of people who engage in them, right? If you self-sabotage sometimes, you probably do it too much or you do it a lot. This becomes your primary way of thinking, choosing and relating, right? This behavior comes in any form, many, many, many many forms. The examples show that you might be practicing this behavior. One of them, and again, this is from personal experience drinking too much. People around me, I've seen when I was on the road playing music, drinking too much alcohol at social events. If you drink a bit more when you're going to be around new people, you may help yourself relax a little bit and be a better conversationalist. However, don't be surprised if you occasionally. Oops. Right. And stick out in a way that you don't want to stick out. A function of drinking too much is a reduce or a reduction in your good judgment. Isn't that the last thing that you want if you're hoping to meet new people and make new friends and make first impressions, right? Saying yes when you'd like to say no. So this is another great one. Agreeing to do extra tasks or extra work or doing something that you have real no desire to do or time really is a classic way to to self-sabotage yourself. In fact, if you end up not getting something done when you agreed to do it, your friends, family, and everybody else involved will be disappointed or annoyed or even angry. Most likely these were not the results you were looking for when you said yes to that task. Another one I see a lot is insisting on your own way. Many of us do this out of desire to seem knowledgeable and capable. But how do, you, how do you suppose people feel about you if you refuse to cooperate and instead must have things your way, your way or the highway, right? Do they respect you or see you as a person of knowledge or wisdom? Hell no, they don't. If your goal is to be respected and taken seriously, you're self-sabotaging If you insist on having everything your own way all the time. Another one I have written here in front of me. And I actually saw this one at firsthand today was reacting instead of responding. Acting out your feelings isn't always the best. Sometimes you need to take a step back and evaluate the situation before you take action. That's a hard one. Example. Perhaps, you know, you're feeling anxious, so you avoid doing something, let's say, even though you know that you should or you ought to follow through, or perhaps you feel angry about something a colleague or someone said to you. Self-defeating behavior in this case might include lashing out, screaming at them, yelling at them, making a scene, which will further cause friction in your relationship with that person. Believing and behaving as if you're always right. Deep down, if you do feel you must be right and must, and and everybody else must be wrong. You probably lack confidence. Otherwise, you wouldn't care what others thought. It wouldn't be that big a deal. So when you behave this way, you destroy your relationships with others, especially the ones that you're directly involved with. And that's most likely very contrary to your true goal. It's really funny when I see this because people want to be liked. Oh, I don't understand why people don't like me. Or they turn it around and go, oh, I'm not a people person. I don't like that. Okay, well, then I would look at the big picture. The most common self-defeating behavior that I see is it's all over the news right now. With COVID, COVID COVID-related deaths, this and that. Then this number keeps coming up, which is it's an overeating, consuming unhealthy, high fat, low nutritious foods. Avoiding things you don't want to do, whether the object of your avoidance makes you anxious or you think it requires too much work, refusing to participate in some things can sabotage your efforts to fulfilling a successful life or a healthy life. I say taking a passive stance to avoid a fight. Perhaps there are times when your feelings matter, but instead you just keep your thoughts and emotions to yourself so you don't rock the boat. Later though, you end up in a swamp of difficulties because of initially holding in your honest response. Procrastinating, even though you tell yourself you want to do something, you just keep putting it off. Before you know it, you've missed the deadline or you're still in the same position you didn't want to be in. See, the short-term payoff may be more time for other things initially, but the long-term results always include increased stress. Here's one that really bugs me. Not finishing what you've started. Whether it's that painting you started that's been in your closet for years or the scrapbook from your last vacation or bookshelves you were going to make out in the garage. Perhaps you have a habit of not finishing things Eventually, you become frustrated from all your unfinished projects. So in being indecisive, perhaps you just let time go by without making a decision about something that's important to you or important in your life. You believe you're escaping the stress of making the decision when in fact you're letting a wonderful opportunity go by. This is how people miss opportunities to marry people they love or get new jobs or move away or not take advantage of an unbelievable deal. Taking a pessimistic approach to life, when you consistently focus on negative aspects of your existence, you vastly limit your choices in life, I promise. A negative perspective means you simply won't see certain options or opportunities that come your way. You'll be stuck in a never-ending cycle of pessimism. The range of human self-destructive behaviors is wide and deep. There are a multitude of methods you might be engaging, including self-defeating thinking, choices, and actions. Contemplating your own thoughts and decisions to determine if you're taking part in, in any self-defeating behaviors. So letting go of your bad behaviors isn't always easy. You can succeed if you make it a priority, though. Thankfully, there's a full range of strategies you can employ to help yourself avoid self-sabotaging behaviors. To start your journey of eliminating these behaviors, commit to the following steps, right? And again, I'm passing this information on. This is what I've learned. This is what I've written down in my journals and my notes over the years. Acknowledge that you engage in these behaviors. Just like the first step of Alcoholics Anonymous, let's say, it's important to admit to yourself that you have a challenge before you can do anything to change it write out how you do these behaviors this exercise will feel like you're cleaning out clutter in your closet it only you know it's your mind and your emotions for sorting these things out Keep thinking and writing until you've listed all the ways that you engage in these bad behaviors. Next, put down specific incidents where you recognize that your thoughts, choices, or behaviors were self-defeating or self-destructive. So go back for at least like two or three years or five years or 10 years. My coach told me this, claim full responsibility for your thoughts and your actions. Now is the time to step up and do whatever is necessary to let go of the self-defeating thinking and behaving. You got to own it, man. That's what he tells me. Next, I want you to plan your responses to challenging situations. Write them down. For each episode of self-defeating behavior, you write down in step two, record how you'll respond in a similar situation today moving forward. Right. So example, of what, um, I'll not I will not avoid going out with friends just because someone I've m- never met will be there and I might have to get up and say something. Instead, I'll go with them and make an effort to talk to the new person first. So feel, it's OK to feel anxiety about that. I won't allow my tense feelings to push me forward towards a decision that will ultimately prevent me from making new friends. or or missing an opportunity, which is really important to me. And then next, I want you to share your plans with your close friends or family members. Let someone know that you're working on it. Don't keep it to yourself. This part's important. Ask them to confront you whenever they see you engaging in in a self-defeating behavior. If you choose someone you trust, you'll believe them when they tell you that you're doing it without getting mad or upset or defensive. If your friend comes out to you to share that, you you know, you're about to self-destruct, just consider the information. Then thank them for telling you and ask them to continue to follow through with letting you know of future bad behavior or bad choices. It's accountability partner. Tell yourself you're worth the effort. That's the big thing. Remember, all this revolves around not what other people think or say or wonder about me. I want to be the best me, right? I can't go on and do great things unless I'm right. If I'm not right in the head, it doesn't matter where I want to go. So we're going to start a series here pretty soon called A to B. A is where you're at. B is where you want to be. The gap in between is the process it's going to take to get there. I'm going to bring this to a live stream and it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to share it with you guys. I want you to get out of the rut. Start believing in yourself. Rather than put yourself down, give yourself some props, man or woman, ladies, for making it this far and for recognizing that you might have some stuff that's self-defeating going on. Keep reminding yourself that you're letting go of the old style of living where you lack confidence and determination. Make a decision to believe in yourself, right? Start by starting. And I promise you, I don't care who you are, Jeff Bezos to the guy living on the street. Every single person has something that they do that they wish they didn't do or wish they could overcome. Make a vow to yourself and your close friend. Commit to working to decrease and eventually stop engaging in these behaviors. Say it out loud to yourself and to your friend. If it helps you, feel free to say it to yourself in front of the mirror. Use thought-stopping techniques to end your unhelpful thinking. Negative thoughts can lead to self-sabotage. Whenever unproductive thinking begins, imagine a big red light in in your brain, blocking out the negative idea. Then imagine a green light while choosing to replace that negative thought with a positive one. Sometimes it takes these visuals. It sounds corny, but that's what it takes. For example, let's say you're trying to eat healthier. As soon as you begin thinking about eating a donut, visualize a big red light. Then think about eating an apple instead. Visualize a green light as you get the apple and take a bite out of it. Got to give yourself positive reinforcement as well. Making changes can be really freaking hard. Remind yourself during your e- evening with your friends that you made the right choice to get to know more people or give yourself a mental pat on the back that you're you're going for your goals. That's good for you, man. Acknowledge your new positive feelings and experiences. Staying with the example in step four, maybe you met three new people or you made a real good friend. Perhaps you laughed all night long and you really had a great time. You might even gain some confidence regarding socializing with people in public. See, as you begin to make different choices, you'll notice a pronounced drop in the number of these self-defeating actions that you take. Bask in those positive emotions you'll feel by making healthier, smarter, happier choices. And I always, this is something that I, I preach on all the time, is to educate yourself. Read a variety of self improvement books about the feelings, you know, about feelings to be better informed about what's going on inside of you, because only you know that. Because remember, you're going to have people in your life that are telling you what's wrong with you there's no fucking possible way that they could know that. I just read a book called Feeling Good. It's the new mood therapy by David Burns. Great book. There's another one called Awakening. Having the life you want by being present to the life you have. I think the guy's name is Mark Napo, Nepo. And then you can, there's another one called Change Your Thoughts. Change Your Life, Living the Wisdom of Tao by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Remember, don't limit yourself to those, though. These are abundant options when you go to the public library or the bookstore. If you find some that some artist or, or author that appeal to you more than the titles, read them instead. This is all about self-discovery. And that starts with tuning into what you really want. Keep your eyes open. Monitor your thoughts and emotions. Notice when those self-destructive ideas creep into your mind. Stay in touch with your feelings. This way, you'll have greater awareness and can evaluate emotions and thoughts before they become behaviors. Give yourself permission to think outside the box. You'll be willing to let new and foreign ideas into your head, I promise. Allow yourself to engage in new ways of thinking. And then persevere. Although there may be times when you feel overwhelmed by your ability to self-sabotage, self-defeat, and contemplate giving up, if you persevere, your life will get better. You look over these steps often, reread what you wrote about the ways you self-destruct and how you'll overcome it. And self-destruction is a funny thing. It doesn't always have to be alcohol and drugs. It can be negative thinking, inner critic, somebody in your life telling you you suck, you suck. Right, Being scared to confront the fact that you're scared to get up in front of a group of people and talk. I want you to renew your commitment to yourself as often as it need to be. When making a commitment, all of us occasionally veer off track. And when you notice this, you may need a new commitment to yourself to continue in your endeavor to banish these bad behaviors. So to do away with the self-defeat for good Place all these 17 things or whatever we've talked about and put them on your refrigerator or by your bedside. Look at them, read them once a day, twice a day is a good start. Take time to think about what you're doing in an effort to end your self-sabotage. I had to take three and a half by five inch cards, like little index cards. And I had to write all my stuff down. And then what I did is I laid them all out on my dresser and I picked one up a day and carried it around with me in my pocket so I could focus on that thing. Just keep your wish to banish self-destructive acts in the forefront of your brain. Your awareness is critical to your recovery, right? I'm talking heavy stuff here, but really, I don't care if you're trying to quit smoking, if you're trying to quit dipping, if you're trying to eat better, if you're trying to exercise, you're trying to gain weight, you're trying to lose weight. You've got a, a shitty spouse that talks smack to you about how shitty you are how you're afraid to talk in front of people, how you wish you had a better job. All of that stuff counts. That's all self-defeating. Wishing and hoping are not a strategy. I appreciate your time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Look forward to talking to you again. Sell a bunch. Be safe. Take care. And say something nice to somebody. Have a great one.
0: You've been listening to the Productive Not Busy Podcast with Coach Wayne. Join us next time for more money-making strategies to help you have less stress and more free time. Follow us on Facebook at Productive Not Busy, on Instagram at Frontline.Coach.Wayne, and on Twitter at Wayne New Jr. And remember, be productive, not busy.